Blog Talk Radio. everyone to the premier episode of Over the Top Sports Radio. I'm your host, Robbie D. It is the premier episode, episode numero uno on Blog Talk Radio. We are going to have some fun tonight and each and every Monday at 8 o'clock. We will be talking sports, all types of sports, sports betting, WWE, and anything else on your mind, anything that's a hot topic every single Monday night at 8 o'clock. And tonight we have some fun for you lined up with my two co-hosts, Big Mike and Vinny the Shark. Introduce those guys to you in just a second. Me and myself, big sports fan, grew up on Long Island. Like a couple of diverse teams, not all New York teams, but very passionate about them. I watch sports for a living. It's basically all I do. It's all I'm known for. Uh, I have a lot of fun opinions, and uh, a couple of guys are going to be joining me in just a second. They like some different teams, so they have some different opinions. So it's going to get hot. It's going to get testy. It's going to be over the top, and that's what we're about here. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, at Over the Top Sport, no S at the end, even though we're called Over the Top Sports. But that was the creative genius of our venerable producer, Goon, who um, – well, we'll see if he's uh, got his stuff together because we didn't even hear from him until 7.30 tonight. we got some big NHL action tonight we're going to be talking about. Obviously, the Mets and Yankees around here in New York going in opposite directions, and even the beginning of Monday Night Raw, which is starting with Fireflies. But our first co-host I'm going to introduce to you is Big Mike. Big Mike, big sports fan, a lot in common with me. He's also very passionate, very outspoken, He's never wanted to hide any of his opinions. He's also the only guy that I know that roots for New York and Boston teams in the same sport. So, Big Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on, bud? Rob, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Looking to have some fun with you guys today. Mike, also known for some of his epic rants. You guys might have I'm ready to go right now, Rob. If you want to skip it and go right to the rant, let me know. I'm ready for it, but I don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, leave Big Vinny hanging, so whenever Vinny Big Ben, the shark, is ready. We'll get him on. I want to know what he thinks in a couple minutes before the puck drops in Nashville. Obviously, a huge game in Nashville tonight as the Predators look to go to the Stanley Cup final for the first ever time. Um, but, Mike, big Mets fan, obviously, things haven't been going so well for you guys this year. You guys have such high expectations. Um, what's your status? What's your state of the, the of the Mets right now? Is Obviously, they're sitting there in third place behind even my Atlanta Braves in the NL East. Well, that's the rant, Rob, but I'll give you a taste. They need to sell off any assets that they have right now and just load up on prospects. Whatever you can get, bring it in, and then, as Goon would say, let the kids play. What What do you when you know, just two years ago, they were in the World Series, and uh, they have this great pitching staff that's coming up through the ranks, and then they're proving it at the major league level. Matt Harvey was the next Dwight Good, and the guy was going to take – New York baseball and New York sports by storm, followed by DeGrom, Syndergaard, and then even Steven Matz for right here from Long Island. These guys were supposed to win 20 games each. The expectations were so high, and now they can't stay healthy. I guess that's why you got a temporary expectation. Today. We're going to get into that later about why maybe Mets fans and their expectations are to blame for their being so upset at their team because injuries happen this day in baseball. Um, Goon, you got Vinny the Shark on, too. I want to introduce him. Vinny, one of the best sports fans out there I know. This guy is a huge New York Giants fan. This guy also knows all things sports betting. When I have a bet that I want to think about or talk about, I text him. I go to him. I rely on him. I trust him. And he's usually right more often than not. But I'll tell you this about Vinny. There is no bigger Eric Flowers fan 
in the whole New York area than him. So we're going to talk about him and his Giants and Eric Flowers. Then what's going on, bud? What up, Robbie D? How we doing? Good, good, good. I know you and Eric Flowers have had a great relationship, and we'll try to get him on the show one of these next episodes. You guys can obviously talk it out. Um, you know, renew your acquaintance. Me and Eric Flowers, we did not get along year. very well at all. As a matter of oh, fact, you got, I heard you guys had a nice meeting in Pittsburgh. You guys, uh, you guys exchanged some words. I thought you guys were buddies. You could have some drinks together. We did. I was in his head, and anytime he wants to have some drinks, I have some more things I'd like to tell him. So we could arrange that sometime. Well, I got you. You're the big Yankee fan. I got big Mike. He's the big Mets fan. It's so funny the way you think about the way things have worked out. Going into the year, or at least a year ago, the Yankees sold off every piece. They were going younger. They were getting the Gleyber Torres. They were going to bring up Sanchez and Judge and all these young arms that they had working in their system. They had a top three farm system. The Mets were the team that were supposed to win now. Fast forward to just 30, 40 games into this season, and, boy, you guys looking, you know, at totally different directions. Yankees on top of the AL East. Mets sitting there five or six games under 500 already. One well, the Mets are one. without their two best players here. They are without Syndergaard and Cespedes. But you know what? I don't even think these two guys can save them. There's still a lot of holes even if you had these guys in there. So got when Tommy Matt Malone Hardy, is in your rotation, you're in trouble. He looked fantastic, well, though, yesterday, yesterday too. on the mound. Yeah, he, he looked great against been passed the up by five there. different teams, but let's throw him in there. Tommy Malone should not be starting for any Major League Baseball team at all. Tommy Malone could probably be a Long Island duck right now. With Eric Gagne. Eric yeah, Gagne quite the combo. retired yesterday. I almost rather Eric Gagne start for my team than Tommy Malone. Well, maybe he could take Gagne's spot with the Ducks because Gagne yesterday retiring actually as a Long Island duck after an unsuccessful two or three weeks here with um, a team that doesn't even have an affiliation to the major leagues. <laughs> but, but but seriously, you know, is it the fans' fault? I mean, I'll ask you guys. Is it the fans' fault, maybe even the media's fault, for hyping these Mets pitchers up so much when baseball injuries are at an all-time high and every year it's getting worse and worse? I mean, they were comparing these pitchers to the Braves' rotation of the 90s, the, the Orioles' rotation in the 60s and 70s. I mean, two of the best rotations ever. These guys haven't won a 50, 60 career games. Is it everybody else's fault, or is it just a, you know some bad luck, and that's just the Mets being the Mets? Definitely a little I bit of the say, Mets being the Mets. That's always an excuse. That's always a reason. It's a real reason. It's valid. I would say the Mets have done it backwards yet again. If you look at the Cubs, what they did is they loaded up on hitting. They brought in a guy like Lester. They developed one pitcher in Hendricks who's having a down year compared to last year. Look at the Astros. They bored in all this hitting, and they were able to develop one arm, two arms. The Mets, for some reason, think they need five stud arms going into a playoff series when these other teams are loading up on hitting. Look at the Yankees with all these bats. You don't see them getting any big-name starting pitches in all these trades. The Mets are doing it backwards. And the Yankees are doing it forwards for once. Instead of going out there signing people in their 30s, giving them their long-term contracts, their last big-time contract deal, they're going with the prospects, and it's about time. It brings it back to that 90s team where we had the core four and everything. It's great to go back over there and see a young, promising Yankee team like this. And they just promoted Glebar Torres to AAA, so maybe Chase Headley's ass is on the hot seat right now. So you're not a big Chase Headley fan, huh? Nah, i never seen this. He was one of the guys firing with everyone else. He was batting as high as 370. You knew that wasn't going to last there, but nobody's dropped their average 100 points quicker at ever seen in my life than Chase Headley. He's already under 260. So now, and we all know he couldn't even find Yankee second fan. base last year. What's up, Robbie? Vinny, Vinny, you're a big Yankee fan. You're a big Yankee I fan. Am. Mike, though, also has an affinity for the Red Sox. You two ever go at it? I don't know. Well, uh, Rob, you see, he's a typical Met fan. Every Met fan seems to love the Red Sox because if they can't beat the, Red, uh, the Yankees, they need the Red Sox to do it, you know? And the Red Sox have had a lot of success with Lee. Unfortunately, and it's typical of any Mets fan to like the Red Sox. It's a little, it's a little bailout, you know. I'm not out here going left and right for the Marlins, Braves, and all them. Screw them. And I mean, typical Mets fan. You could if you want to. I mean, it's, it's you know, anti-Yankee. You're not even a fan. You're just an anti-Yankee fan. That's all you are. You're just anti-Yankee. You're absolutely right. I am an anti-Yankee fan, and watching so your seed makes me sick. So you're not a Mets fan either right now. You're not a Red Sox fan either right now. What you are right now, Mike, you are a Kansas City Royal fan. That's what you are. 
That's fine. They're winning currently, Vinny. Have you checked the uh, the game? They have, and if I wasn't on this phone right now, I'd be checking out the live line, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back to something that Robbie D said. Go and what I brought up. If you just look at the draft, I did a little homework for this. 2013, the Cubs take Bryant. 11, Baez. 14, Schwarber. 15, half who you're seeing. All back. The Astros, Springer in 2011. 12, you have Correa. 15, Bregman. 14, Reed. 2007, they sign Altuve as a free agent. The Mets are taking all arms still. Last year, two pitchers in the first round. Definitely need a And who's their best player? Vinny, as a Yankee fan, who is their best player right now? It's Conforto. The one guy that they drafted. The one guy. This is true. And he's really put himself into that outfield that seems so clogged before the season. The Cespedes with Grandison, with Jay Bruce, and Conforto was the guy that was left out. And he's, and I know Cespedes has been hurt, but Conforto has been the best of all of them, and that's not even close. And he's not even close of them. But you see, the, the lineups have always been bad. They, the pitching just came through the year they went to the World Series. The pitching was amazing. They were intact. They were all healthy. Everybody was doing their spots. But they just rode two people's bats. They rode uh, Cespedes' bat, got him into the playoffs, and then Murphy's bat got him into the World Series. Neither of them were really there in the World Series. And the pitching wasn't quite there all that uh, when the time mattered. So you have to wonder if maybe getting into the World Series was a little bit of fool's gold for the Mets thinking that they could just ride those arms, which they did in the second half of that year, coming back to win the division, obviously beating the, the Dodgers and uh, Cubs along the way to catch Kansas City in the World Series. Maybe it was a little they bit of a at the right time. Yeah, well, they all clicked, and the pitching was healthy. And you know what? Nobody had a book out on most of those pitchers already. And Matt Harvey was a different pitcher then than he is today. I'm telling you, back then, I thought that guy was going to really be the next big thing in New York. And you know what? The only person that thinks he's a big thing in New York right now is himself. Oh, yes. Fat Matt. You know, well, one more thing that the right Mets here. didn't do is the Mets didn't help out the bullpen at all going into this season. You knew Familia was going to be suspended. They were banking on Reed having another good year like last year. And and who'd they bring back? Fernando Salas was the big bring back? Are you kidding me? You got to love yeah. the Yankees really uh, taking value into the back end of their bullpen. That is going to be a thing forever. Yeah, they had Mo all Look at the two. Like, okay, we got to make sure we have the top guys now. We need three the two teams that made the World Series last year, Chapman and Miller. Both were on those teams. Both were in the bullpens. Yeah, that's, that has a lot to show. Absolutely. Well, I'll even go further on that. I mean, obviously, Vinny will remember this fondly as a Yankee fan, but me as a Braves fan, the only big difference between the Yankees and Braves teams in the 90s was one team had Mariano Rivera and one team had Mark Wohlers. And I would have to say, if the Braves were the team with Mariano, they're probably the one team that wins five championships and the Yankees maybe win one or two big big difference when you the back of your bullpen can get those big outs late in the game absolutely Mariano Rivera is the most valuable Yankee of my time well that braves you and was that closing and Rivera setting up or am I a year off that was 96 uh that was 96 yep yeah see so John actually the won the MVP had the setup guy and the closer and was, uh John Wetland was the MVP of the World Series that year and the following season, he's gone from New York. Mariano Rivera takes over, and the rest of his history, he's sitting there saving 50 games for them a year for the next 12 years and winning four more World Series without Wetland there. So, I mean, if you think about it, they had such a great bullpen. Graham Lloyd was a big part of that bullpen. They really did it right then. They were a great team, and that was the one difference between them. And we got a goal by the Predators already. That place is going nuts tonight, guys, in Nashville. But um, that you think they're gonna get it done? really good. So were the um, so were the Braves, but the Yankees bullpen was better, and I think Nashville's going to get it done. I just, I mean, they lost Ryan Johansson, you know. Now they changed to hockey. They, they lose Ryan Johansson, playing the team with the best four centers maybe in hockey, and they go into Anaheim, give up the first goal, and score three more. Boom, they're up three two, and now up one nothing on uh, Jonathan Bernier, who's in that instead of Gibson, it looks like. And Nashville Predators are about fifty five minutes away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Who would have seen that coming? I mean, Vinny, what are the odds on that? We got a lot of – they had very good odds. They, got, they faced the Blackhawks round one. Who, no one had them even winning round one. They swept them, and they've taken off from there. That's where they got their mojo from. They haven't looked back, and uh, here they are in the Eastern Conference, uh, Western Conference Finals, and they're up one nothing already. So, look good for them. They're, they're hot. They're a fun team to watch right now. 
All right, well, you're listening to the premiere episode of Over the Top Sports Radio. I'm your host, Big Robbie D. We got Big Mike with us. We got Vinny the Shark here as well. We don't just talk baseball. We spent our first segment talking about a lot of Mets and Yankees, and, of course, we'll get back to that as well. But, obviously, we just delved a little bit into the NHL. We're going to talk some Islanders. We're going to talk some Rangers. Monday Night Raw is on. I saw Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt were going at it with each other a little bit before, but I had the sound off. So we talk about Jinder Mahal's big win and what people think of that later, too. Also, basketball playoffs, a little bit of drama now that the Celtics got a win. So we're going to talk about everything. We'll be back with you guys in just a minute on Block Talk Radio over the top sports. Radio. I'm Robbie D. Number one episode, and what may be a whole bunch, or it might be one. We'll see how it works out. But um, we got eight seventeen on Monday night. A lot of stuff going on in the sports world. The Mets have the day off, of course, after a slow start. They have a chance though to make up some ground this week, playing the lowly Padres over at City Field. I mean, we have a friend that was in San Diego this week and said things were just horrible there. Um, Padres just not playing good baseball. The Mets can really fatten up their record. But what's going wrong with the Mets? Um, with that, we bring in Big Mike, who obviously is known for some of his epic sports rants. This guy's got great perspective, and he's definitely got an opinion. So, Mike, can we give you the floor and uh, tell us what's going on with the Mets? I'm just, Rob, it's more of the Mets fans that I'm sick of. I'm sick of everybody crying. They made the playoffs last year, even though it was the one game. The World Series the year before. Injuries happen. You're not going to fire Terry Collins because he's doing the best he can. You're not going to fire the trainer, Ray Ramirez. It's not his fault. Despot is like to golf and hurt his hamstring. Is the season over? It's probably over. They're not going to catch Washington. They're probably going to be behind the Braves and Miami. But there's other teams that this is happening to, and it's only being looked at as the Mets. You have right now Seattle. They lost Iwakuma, Paxton, and Felix. And Drew Smiley's been out since the start of the year. That's four-fifths of their rotation. Cano on the DL. Hanniger went for the DL. They were supposed to be a top team contending for a wild card. Not happening. Toronto, Aaron Sanchez, Lariano, half, three-fifths of the rotation. Donaldson, Tulo. Injuries happen, folks. It's baseball. I don't want to hear anything how the curse of the Mets or the Mets aren't lucky or any of this crap. What they need to do is go trade off anything, bring in some assets, and look forward to next year. I'm done, Rob. Well, thank you for that. And I agree. I mean, I don't ever understand in any walk of sport where a manager or a general manager ever gets blamed when his team is injury-riddled or even a training staff. You're going to fire a training staff because a guy has a hamstring running. What about for a guy that has spinal stenosis? You know, when your franchise player gets that, that's not something that a training staff could prevent. That's just, you know, life. That Mario Lemieux had cancer. Was that was that the head coach's fault in the 90s? So I agree with you on that. Big Ben, we're going to bring you in here. You know, before the season, the Mets were one of those teams that were talked about, you know, winning the NL East, maybe competing for a World Series. 
Do you look at stuff like this when you're making maybe future bets? What do you look at when you're making bets in maybe March or early April for maybe a team's over-under or for betting a National League champion or a World Series champion? you got to look at the division first because winning the division is so big in baseball now with the one-game wild card. Look at all these. The Pittsburgh Pirates suffered the worst from it. They had two home games at the one-game wild card, lost both of them, and now they're a very mediocre team. They missed the chance. They actually might have been able to make a run. Now, divisions are tough. Uh, I always take the Yankees because I'm a Yankee fan, but you know the Red Sox going to the year are the better team on paper. Something to value in there. The Cubs had a pretty solid – yeah, their odds were the lowest, but they had the best chance. That's why. National League, I wouldn't really go with the Mets, not just because I don't care for them, but because the Nationals are such a solid team as well. So I don't want to battle teams in its own division. That's the first look I look at. And the odds, of course. So – Going into the year, I think the Mets over/under was 89 and a half. What would you have taken if uh, somebody said, "Here, here's 100 bucks. I want you to throw something and make a make a bet for me on the Mets." Uh, I trust you. Where's your money going? It would be the under. 90 games is a lot. Before the season, the way everything happened, huh? 90 games. I would have been taking the over. Second, and that's why he's beating the shark. After making the World Series in the playoffs, I would have been taking the over, and I would have been paying my bookie. Mets do Mets things. You can't well, be good for too long. And I also I was well, big, I was big I on mean, the Nats this year. And look at where they are. I mean, what do they have? A six and a half, seven game uh, lead already, and, and we're at May they got a nice second. cushion I mean, up that's there. Unreal. Yeah, they got a nice cushion. They got a great lineup. So we're going to Vegas. Arguably the best. We go to we go to Vegas in in uh, in a week, all three of us, and we're doing the show next Monday night from the Bellagio Sportsbook. We're talking about September and October baseball, Vin. Who's your money on to win the World Series right now? Right this second. Probably the you Houston Astros. You have to walk Astros. up to that window and place the bet. The Houston the Astros. Astros. Why is that? Great bullpen. Great starting rotation. Dallas Keiko looks like he's back to Cyung form. I know he's on a DL right now, but it doesn't look like it should be that serious. And their lineup is stacked, man. They, they just look like a fun, young, energized team. And as a Yankee fan, of course, you know about Dallas Keuchel in the playoffs. Yeah, I was at that game. It was not fun. We never got to third base that game. Mike, a lot of drinking money. Where'd you put your money, Mike? Uh, just to touch on what Vinny said, they actually have two top prospects in the wings waiting, the Houston Astros. So that's a that's trouble for anybody out there. I, I would go with Washington. Um, they're loaded. Uh, I don't understand why they didn't bring in a closer at the beginning of the year. Um, you went out and got Eaton. You traded a ton of prospects for him, and they decided to go with Sean Kelly, Coda Glover, instead of trying to get Robertson back in that deal with Eaton. I think if they bring in a closer at some point before the deadline, the sooner the better, they're going to be really tough to contend with. Yeah, I don't think they could win without a closer, though, Rob uh, and Mike. They always had that problem, even with Papelbon there. Yeah, they brought Papelbon in there. Clearly that didn't work. He was fighting his own teammates. Um, the Nationals, I just feel like they're going to be like every other Washington team. They just can't close it. Uh, they can't get the job done. I see them as being one of those teams that's a very good to great regular season team. They're going to be known to be choke artists, really killing their um, the fans in their city, and I have no problem with that as a Giants fan. It's had to deal with those, those idiots in D.C. At, at Giants games. But you see the Capitals, their chokers in the playoffs, the Wizards, I mean, look at them. They're going to win 50 games a year now, but they're never going anywhere. And obviously, and real quick, Rob, that year that they brought in Papelbon, Drew Storen was having a career year as the closer. He had been lights out, and they still decided to bring in Papelbon, which made no sense. Oh, you're 100% right. And if you remember, Storen got pretty pissed off, and it really affected him. They just thought he, he was, right you that. know, be the eighth inning closer, and he was terrible. Exactly. It actually, it actually might have ruined his career when you think about it. Well, he's in talk about now. all these chokers. You guys want to talk about all these chokers in the playoffs? Look who won the World Series last year. Yeah, well, and it took a miracle no, too. Nobody, nobody a... had it worse than them. Now, hey, listen. You want to talk about teams that you know don't win World Series and having to do it in a magical way? If you remember, two thousand four Yankees Red Sox, Yanks up three nothing. That might have been what one are of you the talking about? Things that ever happened. I think Wasn't one there a of strike Mike in two thousand four moments. I think there was a strike in 2004 because I have a blurred memory of that year. 
And I just don't well, you think have that a great memory, but so. Big Mike says it's his it's his favorite moment ever. One of them. Oh, oh, it's on a loop at the house, Rob. We can watch it anytime. And actually, what are you guys Theo talking Epstein, about? This is folklore. Talk about Theo Epstein leading the Red Sox and then the Cubs. Talk about a Boston great. Screw that guy. Well, well, he's a great, and he can bring you know the two most cursed franchises there. Their championships, their World Series is, and then of course I, on the other hand, have to hope that Garth Snow can help me go out of 35 years of misery as an Islander fan. So we're gonna switch over to hockey here. Islanders, Rangers, Devils. Hockey in New York didn't have its greatest year. Obviously, the Rangers made it to the second round before being eliminated by by Ottawa, but it still wasn't a Ranger team that you know has captured their fans and had as much hope as maybe, you know, in the couple past years, especially when they made that finals run against the Kings a few years ago. I believe I was with you there, uh, Big Ben, in uh, Atlantic City that last night. But um, Islanders had a down year. Devils just, Devils just suck. And uh, the Rangers, they're getting old and slow. We'll start with you, Mike. What is this Rangers team? What do you think? I have my own opinions. What do you think this Rangers team needs to do to – still be able to compete for a Stanley Cup in the next year or two? Or is this something that's going to be a longer rebuild with their age and with how slow they're getting? Uh, the defense needs to get younger, Rob. They, they've relied on Girardi and Stahl for too long. You saw their best defenseman arguably was Shea all year. Brought in Smith. He was awesome in the playoffs. You have to find a way to move those contracts. They have to get younger on that D-line. I'd like to interrupt this hockey real quick for Big Mike. If I, may, if I may, I would like to come in here and interrupt. Big Mike, I'd like you to take a whiff of my asshole because D.D. Gregorius just hit a two-run <laughs> home run, and the Yankees are now up three to two. Well, he's on the fantasy squad, so that works for me also, Vin. Well, that's good. Win-win for both of us, then. We'll, we'll go with that. All right, proceed on with the hockey. Yeah. I'm just Rob, the other thing I think with the Rangers the, is the they've relied on Stefan to try and be a first-line center, and he's not. And I think you saw it this year in the playoffs where he disappeared is he can't be the first-line center. No, he, he definitely did not live up. I mean, I think Derek Broussard would have had a better shot doing better than him. I mean, you, you saw it where, uh, where Broussard has gone with Ottawa. I don't think either one's a legit first-line center. But when you have guys like Rick Nash making $8 million a year and he's performing like a $4 million player, I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm not saying he doesn't belong to be in the league. But he's, he's performing, you know, like a, I don't know, Brock Nelson. You know, 25 goals maybe, 15, 20 assists, a 40, 50-point guy. I mean, that's how we get for $8 million. The Rangers, in my mind, I think you're right. They need to change that defense. Girardi and Staller brought them so much in the past. Obviously, they had so much experience, won them so many games. They were shot blockers. But their style is really not conducive at their age anymore to this new NHL. Tortorella had them blocking shots, playing pounding bruiser hockey now it's a speed game. I mean, you saw what Pittsburgh did to them last year in the playoffs. Pittsburgh was so fast, the Rangers couldn't just keep up. And now they're getting older. They're not going to get any faster. And you talk about defenses and what a defense can do for you. Look at Nashville, top 4D. That's better than any other defense in hockey. And they now have a 2 nothing lead midway through the first period against Anaheim. And they are well on their way to being in the first Stanley Cup final in team history. It starts with the defense and the goaltending. I don't think Henrik's done yet. I mean, he played well for Sweden in the World Championships. He obviously is a 30-win goalie. But Henrik's still obviously in the final couple of years of his career. And if you're not going to go make that defense a legit top 5-10 defense in the league, maybe it's time to trade Henrik Lundqvist and start from the beginning. Well, I'll leave that alone, Rob. That's a, a separate issue between you and I. That's a, a soft spot. I have a question. If Pittsburgh goes and wins a cup, is Flurry a first ballot Hall of Famer? He has he over 300 be. wins, and then how many cups? He might be. He has to be. He and really it's a joke. Is. That's hilarious as that sounds. He's one of the most underrated and over-criticized oh, players in hockey. Under, oh, my God. I hope you're He's not a 30-win goalie right now, Rob. every single year. He is an mind. underrated goalie. Oh, I'm on Why, your side. He wins? You, don't, you don't like Flurry? He wins. No. Under, are you kidding? He's got Crosby and he's got Malkin and now Kessel. Are you kidding? Listen, I'll, oh, I'll pose man. you this question. I'll pose you this question. He's your he's the first overall pick in the draft teams, and a one, two, three, and a six-time All Star. What more can you ever ask out of a first overall pick in the draft that's going to be your goalie? And you know, goalie is a spotlight quarterback. 
like center in the NBA that you're the final line of defense. You are the go-to guy. I mean, you have the most pressure at your position. Three cups under I'm fine with that. Those are all year, true. Right? Those are all they're all right. But there has to be a little asterisk next to that. When you exactly. take your kid to the hockey hall of fame, you're gonna be like, Oh, this Mark Andre Fleury guy, here's why he won. He really wasn't that good. It's always gonna have a little oh. butt after. Mark Andre Fleury, but this is why he's it certainly not really a hall of fame. Certainly won't help. It certainly will not help him. And I don't think first ballot, but I think he might get in. Um guys like Chris Osgood, I think too, I mean, if you look at their career numbers, they're borderline Hall of Famers. It certainly will not help Flurry if Matt Murray is the guy that backstops them the rest of the way this playoffs, but 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 Flurry was great to start the playoff. He had one bad game. Clearly they weren't he still happy gets the with ring. him. They bring in Murray. Yeah, he gets the ring, but he's not in goal in that Stanley Cup final. Maybe that'll be hey, you're you're the guys that are saying, you know, maybe he's not as great. Maybe if he doesn't get them there, that's the argument that could be used against him. He's got the ring, but you know, so did uh David Carr, you know, he got a ring too. So Rob, moving on to something else here, I wanted to talk to you about you you brought up the hockey in New York. Well, where exactly are the Islanders going to play in New York these days? <laughs> Your guess is good, as good as mine. Obviously, that's the hot topic. This is the Islanders' biggest summer in franchise history. And I'm not just saying that because it's here in the now. This is the biggest summer for every reason. It starts with the building because we'll get into John Tavares in a minute. But when you don't know where you're playing and where you might be moving from Brooklyn to Nassau, Belmont, Uniondale, out of Kansas New York, City. which is, I think is, yeah, I think that's a very slim possibility they'll leave New York. The owners did not buy the Islanders to leave the city. But um, you got to figure Nothing out would make me laugh harder you're... than them leaving the city. Nothing would I would literally die from laughing. The laughter would kill me. And we would not talk anymore. You can host the show that <laughs> night yourself. I'd have nothing to say. <laughs> Big Mike has his I don't rant. think that. That would be the one time I was left speechless. You couldn't get anything out of me if they left. You would be a, you'd you know be a dead soul if they left New York. Probably. Probably. There would be, there'd be no life to you. I might be that way if they lose Tavares in the next three or four weeks. Cause we're going to find out about John Tavares in about a month if he's going to be a New York Islander or not after this July. so He's leaving, month, huh? Rob. He's not going anywhere. He, well, first of all, like I said, it's oh, the biggest. Oh, Canada, our home in, and native land. Toronto Maple Leafs, he looked good in that jersey. Yeah, well, he'll be playing with Nylander. I think gave uh, your boy Henrik a concussion yesterday in their celebration. You guys see that video? I have no right. He's got plenty of time to heal, plenty of those Swedish models to take care of him, Rob. Yeah, well, either that or he can walk around with his little stupid conductor's gloves that he wears and go be the king with no rings. But, when you're that um, handsome, yes, you can wear Islanders. whatever conductor's gloves you want. Well, we're going to get to the gay segment of the show in the next coming minute. But um, <laughs> Islanders will probably end up in Belmont. Um, that's what everybody's saying. I'm going to stick to my guns and say that they can actually work something out in Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn doesn't want to see another venue being built within 10 miles that they're going to have to compete with for concert money, for for Disney on ice, you know, all the stuff that they get, all the awards. Rob, why do you whatever. want to see them in Brooklyn? Why do you want to see them in Brooklyn? It's a terrible venue for hockey. It's absolutely horrible. The yeah, LI Double R is working on a path to Belmont, by the way. It's been papers. So I think the LI Double R is set on Belmont. Well, there's a big difference between uh, saying that I think they'll end up in Brooklyn and saying I want them there. Where do I want them? I want them in Uniondale. I want them to fix up the Coliseum to NHL standards, and I want the Islanders to play in their home. That's what I want. But that doesn't, honestly, that doesn't seem likely, does it? No, it doesn't, doesn't not have seem very likely because NHL regulations. Nassau County. No, they can get the seating up, um, but Nassau County screws everything up. They're gone because of Nassau County to begin with. And that place is a mess, Billy Joel. The bathroom in the in the concourse, the bathroom lines go into each other still. There's nothing different. It's basically I was not like impressed everybody with the Nassau Coliseum. I wasn't either. I, I thought it was yet. horrible. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard many good things. I haven't even been in there. I have no desire to. That's the Islanders' home. If the Islanders aren't there, I could care less. I don't see them going there. That's what I want. Belmont, 
and Brooklyn to me are both one and the same. They're both a long drive for me. I live on the North Shore in Suffolk County. These are long drives for me to get there. I'm getting home at midnight from my other games, usually losses, so I'm pretty pissed off when I get home. And I don't have a sports talk radio show every night to rant on, so i got to do it in the car to myself or to my wife or to any one of you guys on text. And Just remember, there's you know, a lot of land property in Kansas City. Yeah, well, that building's already been made, so the building's there if they want it. But uh, They deserve a hockey I think team. Any, the next new hockey team that's not uh, – the next new city to get a hockey team after Vegas will be either Seattle, and Seattle's already shown you that they can't even handle a basketball team. And if not yeah, there, I bad. think it's going to be back actually in Ontario. So that's what the rumors are, that Toronto actually, the Ontario area, wants a second hockey team. Um, no more Canadian teams, no more. Obviously, Quebec is in the running. They built an arena just to get it. I don't know if Quebec can handle a major team. Not only did they lose the um, Quebec Nordiques, they lost the Montreal Expos. So it's not just even one sport. Everybody wants to be there, but once they're there, they seem to fail. Obviously, only the Canadians have been able to uh, sustain any kind of any kind of profitability in uh, that province of Quebec. Well, I don't see them leaving New York either, Rob. You know, City Field hasn't been brought up so far tonight, but uh, they've cleaned up that area, share parking lot, another potential spot. Potential spot, definitely talked about. I'd say about a less than 10% chance there. Um, everything that I'm reading says they uh, are trying to put affordable housing units in there, um, which which is what I think that they're going to go with. But then again, I'm not an expert. Um, we'll see. It's obviously a big summer. Uh, in the Islander land, and that's all off the ice. And then on the ice, of course, you got John Tavares. Is he going to stay? Will I stay or will I go? I think he stays. I've interviewed him hundreds of times, literally. Every time he expresses a desire to stay in New York, I even spoke to him a couple of years ago. The Islanders were in training camp, and it was Derek Jeter's last game in New York that week. And I asked him about Jeter, and he said the thing he admired most is that he stayed with one team his whole career, and that's something that he always wanted to be able to do. So unless he's BSing me or unless something's changed or changes his mind, I think they're going to be able to work out an eight-year contract for about $80 million. And, of course, the Islanders the only team that can give him the extra year um, as far as term goes. Rob, you're better than that, man. He's just completely BSing you. Every athlete's got to say the right thing at the right time. He can't, he can't even mention free agency because then the fans are going to go crazy. He's got to keep the nerves calm. He's got to look good. He's got to look professional. You're better than that, man. He needs to get out of that hellhole. They don't even know where they're going. He's ready to just go to Toronto, join a nice young team over there, and win a cup somewhere. Thank well, you for the start, I Islander. The word. It's time for me to play good hockey now. Well, they do he did enough do for your franchise. He won you a playoff better. series. <laughs> a full playoff series. And I own the fans act like it's a, it's a Stanley Cup. That's one of my pet peeves. Oh, um, yes. They so sure we're do. We're going to talk in the coming weeks about what the Islanders should do in free agency, what the Rangers should do. They got this expansion draft that's coming up, obviously, where each team's going to lose a good player. If I had to get a guess, I would say the Rangers lose Michael Grabner. I would say that the Islanders lose a player, probably Thomas Hickey. Um, I don't think they'll lose DeHaan. I think if DeHaan's not going to be able to be signed as a restricted free agent, they're going to trade his rights to a team. Uh, obviously, Detroit's been talked about being in the mix. DeHaan's too good to lose for nothing. I almost probably lose a guy like Thomas Hickey. Maybe if they can't work out a trade, they lose Brock Nelson, but I don't see that happening. See, now, Rob, and I think um, the Rangers Mike. lose either Ranta or Lindbergh. I don't think Grabner's the guy there. I was thinking Ranta, too. Well, if you're Vegas, um, who do you choose? Who do you want from the Rangers that's going to be there as opposed to who you'd rather see let go? If you look at that from the Vegas, you guys would rather take a Lindbergh over a Grabner? Uh, I think I think possibly with the youth there, uh, I think Lindbergh showed you a little more. And where, that's banking on Lindbergh isn't going to be protected. They might leave uh, protect him and leave fast out there exposed. You know, it's, it's a tough call, but I think Ranta could be the guy. He, he showed that he can handle being the uh, the number one for a little bit of a time period. He's making close to nothing as far as goalies go today. I think that that might be uh, a surprise pick. Yeah, what other goalies are going to be available, to too? There's a lot of goalies available on the market. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Um, one of the teams that's going to be very active with their goalies has to be Dallas. They just got Ben Bishop. They still have Niemi and Lettinen signed. Those two combined are making over $10 million a year. 
Yadin uh, Bishop's $5 million. That's $15 million out of $75 million on the salary cap just in three goalies. So somebody's going to move from there. What about um, the Loch Ness Monster? He's not going to go anywhere. He will be unprotected. I don't see um, I don't see Vegas taking a goalie at his age that has one year left on a contract. Uh, the money's not an issue. Vegas has to meet the salary cap floor, so they're actually going to have to take a couple of big contracts. I don't know. You know the rumor be. with Dallas was the rumor with Dallas was trading one of those goalies to the Rangers uh, for Girardi, keeping Girardi. Dallas buying the goalie out that they keep. And then the Rangers buying out the goalie that they bring over. That way, Dallas gets out of both those goalie contracts, and they add some sort of a defenseman. Interesting. Um, well, they could use it. They could use a defenseman. Very interesting. They got a guy like, you know, Ben Bishop, with uh, forward line with with uh, Spezza. They got Sagan. They got Jamie Ben. Obviously, they've got the firepower up front. Antoine Roussel has been a very good, effective player. They lost Patrick Eves, obviously, at the trading deadline. Was going to be a free agent. Maybe he even resigns there. They could really use the defense. And they, they were the top team last year in the West. This year, they're a lottery team. It uh, shows you how quickly it could happen in the NHL. Um, that's why guys like Vinny the Shark are so good to know. One year, you have a team that has 110 points. Next year, they have 75. And guys like Vinny, they predict that. They forecast that, and they help you win some money on it. And uh, if you don't listen to him and you lose, then that's just your fault. Then he'll tell you to smell his asshole. Yeah. Any so, Take a whiff. All right, so we got Breathe about twenty in, minutes man. left. <laughs> about twenty minutes left on the first episode of Over the Top Sports Radio. We're gonna go to our final break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about WWE and the state of that. Obviously, uh, big night last night. Um, probably not very popular with the decisions that were made in the WWE and Monday Night Raw on tonight. We're going to have our final words on all the sports teams, a little bit of NBA, and talk some Giants football. But we'll be back in just a couple of minutes on Blog Talk Radio.
gentlemen, welcome back to the premiere episode of Over the Top Sports Radio. I'm Robbie D here on Blog Talk Radio. We got Vinny the Shark with us. We also have Big Mike with us. And our first ever show produced by Goon, who's done a great job queuing up the music, getting us to break. Not on time, but it is what it is. Big night in sports. Big first night. We got a lot coming your way. Next week should be a fun week. Um, I don't know if it will be the most sober edition on Memorial Day, but it should be fun, especially since Big Vin will be out there. And uh, we're going to do some boxing uh, mixed with MMA next week when we talk some um, the biggest fight maybe uh, that you'll ever see. That's not with two boxers, obviously. So McGregor Mayweather should be fun. We'll get everybody's take on that. But, uh, guys, i got to ask you this. I know we all uh, – and we might lose a couple of our three or four listeners that we probably have. Uh, you guys all watch WWE. Obviously, a big weekend in Chicago. NXT Saturday was a great event. You guys watch any of NXT? Uh, I saw Bobby Roode, obviously. Uh, he's must-see TV, in my opinion. And I thought the match was unbelievable, how he just sold everything. And I don't know what he's still doing down there. He has nothing to prove. What about I don't you, watch any NXT. Uh, still not a big NXT guy watching that and all that. They put him on Saturdays. I'm too busy out drinking. But um, Bobby Roode, I know from TNA, I've always been a big fan of his. And his music, oh, it is glorious. <laughs> yeah, I think he did a great job. And, Mike, to your point, I think that he's perfect right now in NXT. And you think about all the guys that they've called up to the WWE, guys that were great, guys that were huge stars. I know you haven't watched NXT maybe as long as I have. But um, really of all them, the guy that's only made it is Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn's gotten lost in the shuffle. Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews. All these guys, even some of the girls, there's so many girls they brought up between Lynch and Charlotte and, and Sasha and obviously Bubble Butt. Um, they, there's just so many of them that they're kind of, their star is a little bit dimmer here. Bobby Roode's carrying that brand by himself. He's the champion. People go to see him. They sell tickets. When NXT's here in, uh, in August, right, the night before SummerSlam, I might go to that show instead of going to SummerSlam the next night. I think it would be that good of a show. Uh, you guys should check it out if you get a chance. There was a great match last night. I don't even know the two guys involved. Um, Saturday night, it was for the United Kingdom Championship. If you have 20 minutes, catch it on the WWE Network. Really, really good action. But um, last night, they had a, basically a throwaway pay-per-view. Kinder Mahal's the champion. Big Vin, what do you see in this guy, if anything? I see a lot of steroids, lots and lots and lots of steroids. That's what I see in him. That guy's veins have Mike? veins. Uh, I agree, man. I, I was shocked. Um, you know, I read all the all the wrestling sites, and, the, you know, I was going to bitch about it to you, Rob, but you, you have to appreciate the surprise value. Yeah, you know, everyone's always complaining it's so predictable. I never thought they were going to put a belt on him, and you really can't complain about it. Less than a calendar year, or less than a year ago, this guy was losing matches, not to big names, to Darren Young. He wasn't even in the draft in July, and now this guy is the WWE champion, a championship belt that Bray Wyatt held until WrestleMania, and everybody bitched that he lost to Randy Orton, who's a Hall of Famer. And now that guy is losing and jobbing cleanly to Jinder Mahal, who's got – the only thing he's got more than veins is back knee. If you guys haven't seen him, I heard that's why they call it backlash. This guy is a <laughs> – looks like he's, he's a poster boy for steroids. He sure is. The I went to uh, the Raw at the Coliseum where they did a superstar shakeup. I know Big Mike was over there too. Uh, he actually concussed Finn Balor that night. And then they reward him with the WWE title over on SmackDown a couple of weeks later. But why do you think they're giving him a title? It's because they're expanding into all these other countries. If you don't think it's because he's Indian, you're an idiot. And I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> that is why they put the belt on him. It's, it's true. I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. They're expanding. You're right. They're making a ton of it's money damn true. by him being there. Um, you know, the best part about it is when you say he's Indian, you know where he was born? New Jersey? No, not India. Calgary. This guy's a Canadian. He's oh, he's Canadian got a little Drake in Indian. him, huh? Yeah. Probably trained at the dungeon, that, uh, the Stu Hart dungeon. 
I, uh, he did. He's a descendant. I, his uncle was a uh, famous wrestler that trained under Stu Hart. He trained under his uncle, so he's basically been trained by the same guy that's trained everybody in all these greats. But, you know, this guy, they make him out to be this, you know, big guy from Mumbai or wherever he's from. The guy's from Calgary. He's like, <laughs> watch the earth. He watched Theo Flurry growing up. He wasn't, you know, a slumdog millionaire or anything. Yeah, so, but everyone in India is going to eat that thing up. And they have been, and they're going to make a lot of money. I know they have a new uh, guy that they signed to be a marketer out there, and they're selling his merchandise. And, and it's all about money, and I'm not saying that the guy doesn't have any talent, but, I mean, this is the World Heavyweight Championship we're talking about. This is Here's my main problem. You know, this is Rob. the IC belt. What's right. that? His, you could at least start him with one of those belts first and gradually grow him in. Because he actually he has a pretty good heel promo thing going on right now. But my main problem is it's just the title's a joke. The title's at the hands of everybody every month. Rumble, Styles drops it to Cena. Then the next pay-per-view, Cena drops it to Bray Wyatt. Then Wyatt drops it to Orton at WrestleMania. And now Orton drops it to the, the Punjab over here at Backlash. Cool. I want to know why this uh, Wyatt thing is even why can't Wyatt get a push? You have him wrestling The Undertaker one year, and then now he's getting bounced around. Leave him on SmackDown. Let him run SmackDown. He, he you know why, Big Mike? After... Go ahead. Because he's overrated. He's oh, got a good gimmick, but he sucks in the ring. Get out of I, here. I, I disagree. I think he's very good in the ring. I, I really enjoy Bray Wyatt. I think he's a, he's a, it's he the best is a great wrestler. wrestler. He's phenomenal on a microphone. He is. But he's, he's got a great entrance. And he doesn't do he's anything got a too great athletic. look, and he's like KO. He walks on his hands. Oh, what does that do to the opponent? I don't know. It's more athletic than it's I am. It's must be I mean, TV. I know it's not too, but I don't care for that good. guy in the ring. He's fat. He's slow. He has no athleticism like KO does. He doesn't do it for me in the ring. But yes, great gimmick. One of the best gimmicks in wrestling right now. Something they don't really have. But screw that guy. He had his title. They gave it to him. Boom, one month. Now we all forget about you. House of Horrors, that shit was a joke. It was so horrendous. But why, isn't Styles, why isn't Styles getting a title run right now? Why isn't he the face of SmackDown? He should be. He is easily, hands down, the best wrestler in all of WWE right now. And it's not even close. It's not really close. Not. And what do you guys think about um, this whole super, not the superstar shakeup, which obviously you were at when they were walking to the Nassau Coliseum, but last year. They do a brand extension. Now there's guys that are exclusive to each show. So each show has a champion. One champion is only here to satisfy the fans that we'll never, ever see or give a crap about in India. And the other champion is banging Sable <laughs> and showing up once every three months. Uh, what, what is what is their, their vision? I mean, these writers aren't that good in WWE. I mean, I grew up in the Attitude Era. That was great musty TV. This is, you watch hoping that maybe one day it'll catch you like it used to, but it doesn't. It's just as whenever you get around WrestleMania season, they just need their star power, and they just they're like, oh, we have Goldberg, we have to make him face Lesnar. It'd be better if we had the title on them, and you know, because everyone wants to go see these two guys. They just mess everything up around WrestleMania time. So any fluent young guys getting pushes all comes to a halt, and they just need their stars. And then now we're left picking up the pieces again afterwards. Mike. Uh, I couldn't agree more, actually. Um, I thought the whole Goldberg-Lesnar thing, how they, they put a belt over there just for the match, it's a joke, man. And, you know, if you read on Twitter, um, obviously we're big on there. The, everybody appreciated Jinder Mahal winning last night. They said he is a hard worker. And to be honest with you, I'd rather see a belt on that guy than Lesnar, who makes, what, a show a month, if we want to even call it that? Yeah, they got to at least make him do every pay-per-view, at least defend at a pay-per-view, a minimum, you know? I. I that think that you guys hit the him. nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head, A, about AJ Styles. He's got to be the face that runs the place like he says he is, but he's actually got to be that. He can't be wrestling, you know, an hour and a half on an undercard of a show that Jinder Mahal is main eventing. I'm sorry. He just he deserves better than that. The fans deserve better than that. They need to get rid of this stupid brand extension. Everybody needs to be on every show. I'm sorry. You have a guy like Kevin Owens, and he's not on Monday night. Their top show, that's criminal. He's the best thing they have going, and we don't see him Rob, on their what top are they show for the last Free 20 Dango years. Either, Rob. <laughs> I have to Rob, say, it's actually kind Dango of funny. Is he's, in the, he's in the ring with a mop. I didn't see that. 
I heard about it, but I didn't see that, so I can't answer that. I was not on board with the brand inspection either. You just got the same people fighting each other for three months. And then they they move them to Raw, and then who's Miz fighting? The same guy he fought on SmackDown. But now he's just on a different day. We're supposed to forget. If I see Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, if I see Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn one more time the rest of my life, that's got to be it for me. Enough of that match. Your best point was they change titles way too often. I grew up in an era where you'd be champion. You were champion for a long time. It was hard to get it off you. Even a title defense. Every 30 days, you had to make it. Now it's yeah, man. It's not like that way. It you got to have respectable anymore. title runs. So when they lose, drop the title, it's a big deal. Like, you know what? Like, Neville is actually, like, the most secure champion right now. When he loses, it's going to be a big deal to who he drops it to. Because he's held and it he's the longest. You know, nothing is worse than Charlotte, who's, like, been in the WWE for two years and is a 20-time champion already. The only thing worse than that was Charlotte's nudes that leaked. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't impressed with that. I used to always think she was pretty good looking. Now, uh, now that I've seen it all, I don't want to see any more. I'll defend her, though. I think she's by far the best female in-ring performer, and uh, to me, it's not even close. But she's and not she's as good on the dudes as Paige. Well, I'll, I'll give you that one, Vinny. You, you win that. <laughs> no, my, my thing with Charlotte isn't that she's not the best, and I agree with you, Big Mike, that she is. It's more that five titles, she's already won the title five times, you know, I'd rather her hold it for a year and a half the way Asuka has on NXT that nobody can beat her and everybody gets close and everybody thinks they're finally going to be the one and you actually go into a match thinking hey, she might finally lose it a couple of near falls later, a great match and she finds a way to hold on, I'd respect that much more than her, she's lost the title five times Well, yeah, they want her to that catch up sense. to her father before he dies you know, yeah, she's going to pass Ric Flair sure. by SummerSlam well, he might not make it to SummerSlam. That's, that's a valid point. But um, always good to talk wrestling, obviously. Uh, maybe not the best time in wrestling. Maybe not the best time in New York sports for baseball and for hockey. But OTA started this week, which means that you're going to see Brandon Marshall on the field for the first time as a New York Giant. I saw him today. Um, I don't want to sit here and say he looked good because if you don't look good in OTAs, then you're never going to make it in the NFL. But uh, definitely something to be excited about joining that offense. Obviously, uh, a couple of new toys for Eli to play with next year. And, of course, their defense, that's probably a championship defense. We're going to get into the Giants a lot next week, uh, especially with Big Ben. I'm going to see if Eric Flowers is uh, ready, willing, and able to come on the show as well. Uh, uh-huh. Screw that new guy. Acquaintances. Screw that guy. Um, I don't know. Big Mike was telling me the other day that he hasn't left town and he's been in the gym every day and he's really uh, trying to be better. I don't I don't see it happening now. They've been raving about him. Every paper, every writer, they've been raving about him that he never went home and he's been hitting the gym nonstop. So, I mean, well, don't buy work. into it until we see it. But like I, I usually like to say, you can't be any worse than last year. But with this guy, I'm not confident saying that. Absolute abysmal last year. Well, we're about to wrap it up over here on Over the Top Sports Radio. It's been a lot of fun in our first initial show. I hope we didn't scare you guys away. Uh, Find us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport. That's at Over the Top. Follow us. We'll definitely follow you back. You can always ask us questions. If you ask it throughout the week, we'll be sure to answer it. We're going to try to have a segment next week where we answer either some tweets or some, some phone calls from anybody that's listening and wants to get in. And speak with the three of us or one of us. Hey, if you got a problem with something one of us says, come on and debate us. We would love it. I will surely eat some popcorn and watch one of you guys tell Mike that uh, he's an idiot or tell Vinny that one of his bets cost you a thousand bucks. I would make my day. So maybe next week we'll do that. Um, thank you guys for uh, listening. You guys, thanks for watching. I went out on TV, so you're not watching shit. Um, but thanks for coming on with me. And uh, have a good week. Go Braves. Go Islanders and go Penguins. Good night, everybody.